0: This is our 10th session on Ephesians 1 11 to 14. And we'll focus in this session on what it means to be sealed with the Holy Spirit.
1: In Christ, you also,
0: you Gentiles from all the peoples of the world, along with us, Jews, who were the first to hope in Christ. We all now, having heard the word of truth,
1: hearing the gospel of your salvation,
0: and having believed in him, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the down payment of our inheritance unto the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory.
1: Father, this is another.
0: Precious blessing, as we saw in verse 3. You are blessing us with every blessing in the heavenly places. And here comes another spectacular, unspeakable, immeasurable blessing. Show us what this is that we may live in the joy and the power and the confidence and the risk taking, love producing effect that it's meant to have. I pray in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. These two
0: uh, participial modifiers of the main verb sealed, having heard, we are sealed, having believed, we are sealed, are of such a nature, that it is such a tenses, uh, it, the verbs are, have such tenses that you can't tell how they are temporally or causally related. Could be that they are at the same time, could be that uh, the sealing happens first, and is a means to this. It could be that this happens first, and is a means to that. This is this is this relationship here is unspecified here. We might be able to answer that question looking more broadly, but for right now, we're going to leave it open and just ask what is happening with this sealing and who is the sealer. Let's start there. Who is the one who seals here? It's a passive verb, which means the subject, the person who's doing the sealing, is not mentioned. But look, it's in Christ that we are sealed, and it's with the Spirit we are sealed, and so the most likely person is God the Father. Isn't that amazing that all the Trinity are involved here? God the Father seals, He seals in Christ, He seals with the Holy Spirit— now, can we see whether that's validated or confirmed by looking at a similar context over in 2 Corinthians 1:21 it is god who establishes us with you in christ and has anointed us and who has sealed us so god has sealed us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a down payment so god is the sealer as we suggested right here. Second
1: question. Who is sealed?
0: In him, you also, implying that we too, in other words, all Christians, you Gentiles, we Jews, all the predestined, all the chosen, all who have an inheritance, all who are believing who heard the word of truth, those people, those who have been predestined, those who have believed, those who have heard, you also were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So it's talking about Christians. It's talking about the chosen, the predestined, the redeemed, verse 7. Those who've
1: heard and believed are sealed. Next question. What is the seal? Answer with the Holy Spirit
0: of promise. The Holy Spirit of promise is the seal. God in Christ sealed us
1: with the Holy Spirit.
0: It's called the promised Holy Spirit or the Spirit of promise because many times. In the Old Testament, he was promised. For example, this is the one that's referred to on the day of Pentecost, Joel 2. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And I just listed Several other passages here where you could look up the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit, so the holy Spirit of promise, the promised holy
1: Spirit is the seal, and now the
0: question is, what does that mean? I mean it's a picture right it's this what's the picture of how are we to conceive of this in our Minds. Well, here's one picture from the Old Testament that I think is very relevant. But you may write as you please. This is King Ahasuerus telling Esther and Mordecai that they can rescue the Jewish people. But you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king and seal it. You can seal the letter. With the king's ring for an edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring
1: cannot be revoked. I didn't
0: read it quite right, but you get the idea. For an edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. That's the basic idea something that has the seal of a king or an authority cannot be revoked it is it is certain so when you seal something you validate it you certify it you secure it you guarantee
1: it so the picture we are to have here is of believers
0: receiving a seal from God, having been purchased and paid for absolutely and completely, as it says in verse 7, with forgiveness of sins by Jesus, and we now are marked by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice this word down payment here we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the down payment. Now that is to tie in to this idea of security
1: or certification or validation. If you ask, how is it that this
0: sealing guarantees the purpose of God to bring to pass everything that he's been working in these verses and bring us to the final redemption and the finishing of the laying claim on and the saving of his possession, which we'll talk about next time, the answer is it happens by down payment. That is the Holy Spirit becomes part of the final inheritance, the down payment of the inheritance. And the down payment is the Holy Spirit. Let's see that in 2 Corinthians 5.4. While we were still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed. This is our, our body here, not that we would be unclothed. That is, have no body but we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing, namely being swallowed up by resurrection life is God who has given us the spirit as a down payment. So there's that picture of down payment again, just as we saw in second Corinthians one twenty-two. he has sealed us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a down payment. So three times in the Apostle Paul, at least, we have the picture of this sealing conceived of as a down payment. So the way the seal works, that is, the way it gives security, the way it certifies, the way it validates, the way it provides irrevocable certainty of outcome is that the inheritance has A huge part of it. I mean, huge is an understatement because the answer is God. What's the down payment? God is the down payment. God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the down payment. I mean, that's almost blasphemy, (laughs) isn't it? Good night. I mean, how can you speak of God as a down payment? And yet God, the Holy Spirit, is the down payment of what's coming. There's going to be more of God. There's going to be a redemption of a possession. So much more is on the way. But what's the point so far? I mean, we're going to stop here and wait and, and do the uh, purpose Of the sealing, namely the redemption of the possession, next time. But right now, what have we seen? What we have seen is that this whole sentence from verse 3 on is God blessing us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. It includes He chose us in Christ to be holy, it includes predestination for adoption as sons, it includes Redemption through the blood of Jesus. It includes lavish wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. And it includes an inheritance. And will we get it? Will it come? Is all of this going to prove sure and secure and certified and validated and irrevocable?
1: Is it going to work? And the answer is
0: yes. The sealing capstone blessing is God gives us his Holy Spirit to be in us as a down payment, meaning the rest of the payment, which we'll see next time, is going to happen, and it cannot be revoked. Surely, surely, would you not agree? Christians are to walk in tremendous assurance and confidence. Such things are not said to leave us saying, well, I'm really not sure if I'm saved and I'm not sure if it's going to really come to me. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven when I die or not. That's not the way Christians talk. Not if these things
1: are true.